Hello and welcome to the Tasty Brew Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 45 plus year in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of the weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I share conversations with artists and industry insiders with the goal of educating and entertaining the listening audience. I strive to give a voice to the music makers and their supporters who are underserved or even ignored by mainstream corporate media. No stranger to change or the exploration that comes with it, Carrie Welling has been navigating life's twists, turns, demons, and discoveries from a very young age. A self-described military brat, Welling's struggle to feel rooted in any one place carved an unharmonious path of heartbreak, doubt, and insecurity that defined her 20s and 30s. Her bold, sultry voice, reminiscent of Sheryl Crow's grit, Natalie Maines' twang, and Stevie Nicks' heart, is upstaged only by the genuine love and connection this natural performer has with her fans both on and off stage. But embracing confidence hasn't always been easy for this singer-songwriter, who speaks candidly about her battle to be good to herself and to quiet the inner voice nagging her to be perfect. Late in the summer of 2022, a Tasty Brew Music listener and local house concert promoter from Lawrence, Kansas, gave me the heads up about Carrie. We weren't able to get her live in the studio while she was in the area, but after some initial technical difficulties, we were able to have a nice on-air conversation about her lyrical journey including the importance of having an organizational and logistical support team and auxiliary financial support via platforms like Patreon. I was so encouraged to hear of her connections with personal favorites Mary Bragg and Barnaby Bright. Welling put out a Patreon campaign embracing her dream to finally quit the side hustle and focus on music full-time. Her patrons, which Carrie refers to as her champions, have proven to be an integral part of the artist's journey, not only supporting her online, but also at live performances across the globe. Enjoy my conversation with Nashville's Carrie Welling. Okay, so time's not on our side. But with you, I thought that I could fight it. Turn the clock. Reach inside you, steal all her memories, and wash them in a river tide. And let them float, and let them drift away. I'd make new ones. Hurry up, hurry up, and heal already. Cause I've been We got you there, Carrie. Yep, it worked. Yeah, you know sometimes sec- sometimes second or third time's got to be a charm. Let's let's try let's try this again. Take two, as they say. I've had one of those little 
clever things, I'd say take two. Just so you know, Carrie, I've been kind of prepping my listeners for the last two or three, four weeks probably, playing tunes from your new record and actually introduced to you via a, a gentleman that's going to be hosting you at your house concert in Lawrence this weekend. Thanks for your management for reaching out to me and making the connection so that we could have you on the radio today. Have you played in Kansas City before? So I did a long time ago, and honestly, I, I cannot even remember the um, venue that I played, and I believe it's closed now, but it was like a really quick passing through, but I've never really played Kansas City, which I'm ex- really excited about, so it's, it's kind of one of the little markets that I haven't touched yet. So. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> typically in the past, we were kind of considered a fly, so-called flyover market, and right. people wouldn't play here unless they were coming through during the week and were going, let's say, from St. Louis to Dallas, and they needed right. to, they needed to fill in a gig on a Tuesday or Wednesday night or something like that. They would try to find a gig uh, here in Kansas City. That's that's changed quite a bit. I mean, especially with COVID, some venues have closed, but we're up yeah. and, we're up and running again, and we'll be glad to have you. I understand that you're kind of a or were a military brat. How did you end up in Nashville? You know, that is. I mean, I moved around so much. Like, I literally grew up in Germany and moved to the States, back to the States, and then went to college in New York City. And then I kind of, I was in a band there for years. We broke up, so then I decided to kind of go do a solo career thing, which sort of brought me, I went to the West Coast for a little bit, but then it brought me to Nashville. And I just, I knew a producer there, and I started, that's where I produced my first solo EP. And then this is my first full-length EP. So yeah, that's kind of, that was a journey. It was many, many different places before that. Well, we're glad that you're going to come to the heartland and, and, and give us a shot. I think that... Uh, yeah. The, it, I mean, I know the music. I don't know if you know the band Barnaby Bright. I know them well from New York. They're, Honestly, they're a, I can't believe you just said that. They're wonderful. And we've had them on the program, and I'm going to be seeing them next oh, week, as a cool. matter of fact. They've got a show on Thursday night here in Kansas City. If, oh. if you know them well, you know that Becky's expecting. And it, I knew them um, in the New York City scene for a very long time, and then I'm really good friends with their manager. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen them, you know, because they moved and it, it's been a while since I've been there but they're I'm like a super fan of them they're so great they're so. so talented and we're so happy that they chose to move back home to Kansas yeah. City so we, we get to see them quite a bit now where it was kind of hard before you know they had to yeah they had to make an effort to make sure that a tour stop was here well that's good to know that there's that connection what is your musical education are you classically trained can you read music are you self-taught no I wouldn't say that I'm I'm classically trained but I did go to a conservatory for musical theater and we did Shakespeare and stuff like that. So I did I did have some studies, but I, I'm self-taught pretty much with the guitar. As far as voice, I've, I mean, I've been singing since I was six. So, like, if you call being in choir and all these and, you know, uh, going to a musical theater school education, I mean, you know, it was it's definitely helped with my vocalizing. Well, uh, sure it is. And I think that, that most kids grew up as that was a, definitely a part of the curriculum. You know, music education For was sure. part of the curriculum. Uh, sadly, that's not really the case so much anymore i guess maybe the good the the upside to that is a lot of musicians are now teaching as well you know it's kind of the right. the side hustle that they have too right. they're either giving voice lessons or or songwriting lessons or on a particular inst- instrument one of the things that caught, yeah. caught my eye when i was going down the carrie welling rabbit hole was uh, a co-write <laughs> with mary bragg who's one of my favorite oh, yeah. songwriters on the planet uh how how is it you came to work with mary Mary is so sweet. We've again we that that was we linked up in New York at some point. Like I knew him her through the scene and then and then when she moved to Nashville, I moved to Nashville and 
we were just kind of in the same music scene and we were like let's set up a right so she wrote one of my i think one of my favorite songs on the record called stand in and it featured the band delta ray on it which was really i had luck was lucky to have mary and delta ray on it so she's one of my favorite songwriters as well i love she's just super smart getting in a room with her was it was very intimidating um because she's just awesome and uh and also just so much fun we had a good time writing that song she is a very special generative artist and we're always happy to to host her when she comes to kansas city generally for folk alliance you know to come here during, oh, yeah. during the conference and plays our showcases and we get to spend some time with her when she's here uh for folk alliance house concerts is that your preferred mode of transportation these days yeah i've been doing a lot of them you know i think since covid people felt more comfortable doing house concerts because you can kind of control the environment since then i've just been really getting a ton of house concerts and i really love it i love uh, i love them because they're more intimate and you can connect with people afterwards venues are awesome but like sometimes you won't even see the people afterwards unless you go work your merch tables this is just a way that i've just found that i gain the most fans especially in this period of just getting the record out getting people to listen those hosts are so sweet and they they connect me to people like you that could put me on the radio <laughs> and and help further it yeah I'm a, I'm a big fan of house concert i feel like i've slept in like this tour i'm kind of at the end of the summer tour i've slept in many many different beds <laughs> so funny and many many experienced many many different houses and stages and that's always kind of fun too some of the house concert series that are in our neighborhood have been going on for a long time I mean, like decades. And uh, I kind of have a personal quest to put together a directory of house concerts that I find out about in the in the Midwest or in the heartland because so many singer songwriters are looking for those performance opportunities. And it's kind of hard without social media to find where they are as a patron and a listener. Now, my experience as an audience member has evolved to the point where house concerts is where it's at for me. I mean, I want to be able more of an active listener and I don't want to compete with someone's conversation about their kid's soccer game or you know whatever I, I want to be exactly. I want to be an active li- listener so I'm, I'm glad to hear that you like that experience and then that, that is a good experience for you to have uh, as a performer I think I wrote this down I think it must be a lyric of yours that I really loved it's if you're living your truth you're fireproof is that mm, yeah is that your lyric <laughs> I really really like yeah that, that one is my song flames so that was kind of like a little one-off that I did and put it out as a single in the beginning of 2020 because I was supposed to put out the record like in April of 2020 and obviously that didn't happen and I decided not to put it online because I wanted to wait because I thought maybe it wasn't going to go that long so um I, and anyway I ended up putting out flame because I actually had a, it was weird that you brought that up because I had a little dream about you know what am I going to do I'm not going to put out the record just yet I'm going to hold it but I want to put out something so I just felt the world needed that especially that that phrase in in the moment because it was just so it was going through a lot yeah I put that out and I just I thought that that would help people you know encourage people to just to stay strong, you know, through this hard time. That's one of my favorite lyrics, too. I used to have T-shirts that I sold out. So. <laughs> well, dang, I, I just it really spoke to me oh. when, when I was going through the catalog and I thought for those of us that have been around for a while, it, it's true. In, in my case, it's like every 10 years in my life, when I look back on it now, every 10 years, there's like a major shift, a major, major change in my life. I have found that if you're just living your truth, you'll be fireproof. It'll it'll be all right. Yeah. You know, it's the right. You'll make the right, right decision and, and it'll be OK. Let's talk a, a minute, if we can, about Patreon and your experience mm. with crowd 
funding and, and funding your lyrical life in that manner. Have you had a good experience with it? And what would you tell our listeners about, you know, crowdfunding in that way? Yeah, you know, Patreon, I mean, I am such a big advocate for it. Like, it really saved me during the pandemic. And I was doing it before. But really, during the pandemic, it was like people just saw that the whole industry was just crumbling, you know. And so... A lot of people joined up. I became, like, not only... So, basically, Patreon is, like, a subscription-based platform for artists. So, it's like you're subscribing to Carrie Welling because you like her songs and you get all these really cool incentives. And you also get to know the artists a lot more. Like, I almost think of my patrons as family. They've all come to my shows all around the country. And it's really cool to see them because I'm like, oh, my gosh, Lindsay. Or, oh, my gosh, Rich. You know, and they get all these, like, special little gifts. It's just, like, a really cool fan club that it's so beautiful because it's really helpful to the artist. Um, Just, like, that that little bit of income that comes in from it is just, like, literally can help you make a record. I'm, I'm such a big fan of it, and a lot of my friends are on it, and I actually am a patron of theirs, so I know how important it is. It's something that I always try to push at shows if people really enjoy my music, because it's fun, and it's a way to stay connected and to support music in a, a very unique way. Well, I find as a patron of the arts, yeah. I, I have enjoyed participating in that and other platforms um, because all music is local and I just make it a part of my budget. You know, my discretionary income is only so much. I carve out so much of my budget a month to participate in Kickstarter campaigns and Patreon and, you know, whatever the platform is because I have discovered and plugged into so much great content and not only the songs but a lot of the generative artists have other talents sometimes they're a graphic artist or they're a ceramicist or a painter or a poet and and that's just a platform that allows them to release even more content that is unique and unusual to that particular artist if you're just joining us on the radio i have with me carrie welling a singer songwriter that's now based in nashville tennessee military brat so i'm not going to ask you where you were from originally because you'd be (laughs) like that johnny cash song i've been everywhere man i'm from i'm from <laughs> everywhere got a couple of house concerts here in the area you're going to be playing mancaritaville house concert series in raymore tomorrow mm-hmm. on the 13th yep. and then on yep. the 14th which is sunday you will be playing uh, it's mark lafon's house concert series in lawrence kansas when you're finished with those what's next you go back to nashville are you taking touring yeah, kind of I, one week at a time like everybody else now i mean i still got a lot to go you know i'm, I'm kind of ending the summer tour but then there's also a fall tour coming up i go back to nashville and then i kind of go west i'm going to colorado and then i come back a little bit which will be nice to kind of sleep <laughs> in my bed then i kind of do a little it's awesome awesome songwriter festival in north carolina in boone north carolina called antlers and acorns that's going to be so cool with so many amazing um singer songwriters and then i keep going west and then it's just i mean i'm pretty much go 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 until november so a lot of opportunities to see me all around the country <laughs> have you have you toured in so, europe at all yes i have actually um in 2019 i went to the netherlands and germany and toured and then i'm set to do that again in 2023 it but we're still you know that was supposed to happen in 2020 but obviously everything was pushed back so it's set to happen in spring of 2023 again in germany and the netherlands and then maybe sweden but those dates are still tba i've heard from my songwriting friends that it's really a 
great experience to tour in Europe. What is the difference between touring over there and here? Is the money better? Are, are the people more attentive? What They really listen. I mean, they're like, when it comes to listening rooms, they're like, shush, if anybody talks, you're out of there. You know, like, if you want to go talk, go to the bar out in, in the other room. They're such great listeners, and they really respect music. Not saying that the American doesn't respect music, but they really, it doesn't matter what kind of music they're into they 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 listen and they really like think they just love good music and they they become super fans real fast and they they support but yeah i do really love and they tell all their friends and there's just always a crowd i feel like so yeah Europe's really cool. And plus, you get to tour Europe. It's like a whole different terrain and different people experience and good little place to write, too. I have never been to Europe except for... I just got back from Portugal in June. I had never, Ooh. I've never been anywhere, you know, in Europe. And I went to experience Fado music, which is the music that is indigenous to Portugal. Don't know anything about it. I just signed up for right. this trip and we went. And it, mm-hmm. and like you said, when we would go to these Fado clubs at night, it, a pin could drop. And if you even looked mm-hmm. like you were going to talk daggers, you know, and they shush, right. they, they phys- audibly shush you if, if you talk, yes. you must go outside. <laughs> I mean, they will stop. You'll be asked to leave if, if you're talking. And it was so mind-boggling. I, I loved it. I really loved oh, yeah. I loved the experience of being an active listener, even though, you know, they were singing in Portuguese and I had no idea what they were saying. It was such a wonderful experience. Well, I'm glad that you've had the opportunity to do that and are going to be able to go back. I like to ask you generative artists, did you find that your relationship with time really has become weird in the last three years? Yes. <laughs> I talk about that a lot, actually. <laughs> in a way, it's gone really fast but in a way it's gone really slow i feel like 2020 was like two days ago in a way because it was so like for me it felt really like intense still sticking in my mind and it's like it was just it was a lot a lot of like learning and gosh and, and we, were all, we were all doing it together which was really intense so at 100 percent, yeah <laughs> what's the best way for folks to access your catalog and to keep track of what you're doing and feel free to mention the the, the patreon page as well you know i'm really active on all socials um, TikTok, I'm still trying to learn my way into that. <laughs> I do have a TikTok. But yeah, I, I'd say, you know, socials like Instagram, Facebook, I do post all of my shows on there, all my tour schedules. And it also links you to my website where you can find links to Patreon, which that is a really good way to kind of go there. Or you can also get that on my Instagram. But like social media, sometimes I'm on it way too much. You know, like I want to <laughs> take a break from it sometimes. It's important, you know, but th- that's literally the way that I think everybody can kind of see what's going on and see, you know, changes in the schedule and world. I'm not, I'm pretty, I'm not shy on it. Is your social media posting, are, is that DIY? You're doing that yourself? And and, and how about your booking and, and management? Now, I dealt with someone on your behalf to arrange this. How much of your career right now is you handling it? Pretty much independent, but I do have, I'm so blessed to have my assistant, Jen, who helps me a lot on logistics. She's a school teacher by day. She's just really good at spreadsheets, logistics, the things that artists aren't really just don't really want to do because our focus has to be on the road and has to be on the art. I was so, I'm so grateful to find her and she really helps me with, with booking, reaching out, getting back. And, you know, I'm always CC on everything. So I know what's going
going on, but it really does help. There'll be sometimes she'll be like, well, Carrie, you got an interview at 11. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, you're right, you're right. You know, a little reminder. That's been really helpful um, to me in the last few years we've been working, working together, but it's, I am an independent artist, me, most of the time. <laughs> well, I think that it's important that if you do not have business is an art in itself, and if you are not willing or able to handle that part of your career yourself it is so important to get somebody in your sphere of influence that is whether it's a friend or a partner somebody that will be able to handle that stuff for you because i used to host a lot of artists in my home you know when they were traveling through town and i was just always struck by like first thing in the morning they're up and they're checking email and they're booking their own gigs and it's just like a 24 7 thing and there was very little I, i mean i would say when do you write music or when do you rehearse or when do you practice i mean you're just on the computer all day long it it was kind of uh amazing and disheartening to see all at the same time so kudos to you and good on you that you've got somebody to help you it is a lot of work still with her it's a lot of work even with her it's a lot of work so yeah you're right it's nice to have moments to just focus on the music so you can deliver the best product it's been lovely getting to know you through your music a little bit here in the last month or so as we've been sharing these tunes i'm wondering after we say goodbye here i'd like to play the stand-in song. I haven't played that one yet. Is that just oh, between yeah. you? Is, is that FCC compliant? Do I have to worry about anything there? Is it okay? No, no you should be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 just <laughs> love Mary, I, I just love Mary Bragg. I'm so happy that you were, had the opportunity to collaborate with her. How, how are you about collaborating? I mean, you are living in Nashville where, you know, a lot of the songwriting is done by appointment or co-writing with other folks and two or three other people in a room down on 16th Avenue. How do you feel about collaborations? Gosh, I love it. You know, it's something that when I lived in New York, uh, New York City, I love the New York City music scene, but it, there wasn't much collaboration, to be honest. So when I moved to Nashville, it was kind of a little bit of a new concept for me, and I loved it. I just think it's such a cool way of your music. To, there's so many different ways to say something, but and you, you always tend to go your own way of saying it but when you have somebody else on the room you figure out different ways of saying things and it's kind of eye-opening you know and but you're still feeling the same thing and just you know that compromise that you make with people and then you're like oh my gosh you're right that was the right lyric for this or when you get stuck they help you and then just the magic of just working with incredible artists like nashville is just full of them i mean the whole country really is kansas city i mean barney rock right obviously one of my favorite bands but like you know it's just it's so cool to just get in a room with somebody that loves to do exactly what you like, love to do. It's interesting to hear your take on that because my prior guest, uh, Jeremy Fackness, is not really that comfortable, you know, Thank collaborating, you know, yeah. getting in a room. He, I mean, he's, he's getting to do it a little bit, but it's interesting that, to, that, that people have different take on it. Well, listen, safe travels. I know you need to get on the road. It's been lovely talking to you and get to know you a little bit. I hope I get to, to meet you in person. I'm, I'm heading to the Flint Hills myself for the weekend, and I may or may not be back in town in a Sunday in time to, to check you out there, Biddy. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun, and I hope I see some people at some shows coming up. <laughs> Let's stay in touch. This is Carrie Welling. Give the website uh, address one more time. CarrieWelling.com. And then for that Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Welling. This is uh, Carrie Welling with uh, co-write with our friend Mary Bragg, a tune called Stand-Ins. This is Carrie Welling. Goodbye. Good to talk to you and safe travels. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. and roses More than a couple drinks On a sunny
Treat me. 